0: Welcome to the Relationship Code Podcast, the podcast for couples and singles that want more love, intimacy, and connection in their relationship and in their lives. So welcome to the Relationship Code Podcast. And today I've got my special guest, Glenn Samlia. And Glenn, Welcome.
1: Hey, how are you? Thanks, Brent. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for the opportunity to speak to you and your audience.
0: Excellent, man. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. All the way from?
1: Nashville, Tennessee.
0: Nashville, Tennessee.
1: Awesome. Music City.
0: Awesome, man. So, brother, tell me how you got into this field of working in relationships.
1: I got into this field, Brent, on accident. I never wanted to be in the space. Uh, But it was a call that I had to release what is now this version of a book, but it actually came with me, myself, as a testimony through my own work. I went through a very uh, difficult divorce um, in the late 2000s, and out of that divorce, I wanted to not place blame, but understand what did I do wrong? So I went into two years of intense therapy, and in that therapy... I needed to understand what mistakes did I make, what was my part in the failure and the breakdown of the relationship, uh, understand why I decided to throw in the towel and then understand, you know, has I come out of it, how can I heal? So that journey took two years and then it also coincided with my professional success. I started seeing and hearing both from men and women that as they had more professional success, their relationships were failing they couldn't maintain relationships. Yes. So I then started a journey of doing blogs. I had a website on WordPress. I was on the early you know, stages of pages for Facebook, just writing about things that I talked about with other busy professionals. And so that actually created another book. That is not the middle ground. But what mm-hmm. changed with the middle ground is Uh, After I did the work and after I spent time talking to other professionals about their challenges, I said, there has to be some common thread here. So I did research. I went into a process of doing over a thousand interviews for both men and women, and Mm -hmm. I came out with what we now know as the middle ground.
0: So like that uh, dynamic you're talking about of people being very successful, I think that that now is something that you can see in our culture is very much uh, a push but you also see it for women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of yes. women feel like now, you know, we have to be successful. We have to be the great mom. We have to be able to handle the house and the kids, and that's now very much a, a strong dynamic. So, how did you get to um, this middle ground? And maybe explain, you know, more from your perspective yeah. what the middle ground actually is.
1: It it actually plays a lot into that, Brett. So, what I believe is that. Both men and women have more access to money, opportunity, resources than ever before in any time in our history, yet we have poor relationship outcomes more than any other time in our history. I don't think that's by accident. We have now four generations that have believed, this is the fourth generation, that having a career is better than having a long-term successful relationship. And mm. what we find is that people who are now in their late 70s, 60s, when what they are communicating from a regret standpoint is not taking the effort to work on themselves to be a great person in a relationship. And at the middle ground, we believe one relationship should be with one, between one man, one woman, with the outcome of long-term or marriage and children towards legacy. And in order to do that,
0: And what's interesting there, Glenn, you know, the statistics bear that out, right? If you look at the stats on it, people that are in a stable, one-person relationship are actually far healthier, both physically and mentally, um, have better levels of um, joy and peace and love in their life than if you're going through numerous relationships.
1: The happiness quotient. So the happiness quotient states that, uh, people who are in a, a relationship, especially after the 10 year mark, as long as you continue to work together and grow together instead of growing apart, mm. you find that those people are more productive citizens. 85% of millionaires in the United States are married to yeah. one woman. Interesting. They're not in multiple relationships that social media tells you, and yes. they're not in a situation where infidelity is high. They're in a stable, committed relationship where that man or that woman is their partner, their backbone, their support, and they continue to move forward and progress uh, in in the goal. And I believe that you don't have to be a millionaire to enjoy that. You should be able to be someone who's making $45,000 a year as a man or a woman and have a great relationship outcome.
0: So why do you think there's a trend now, and I guess this is, this is your main point in writing the book, why, why is there a trend now that when we're talking about relationships, particularly on social media, that it's always focused on the other person and never focused on ourselves?
1: Yes, because that's a symptom of social media. Social media allows us to portray the image that we would like the world to see. You know, mm. on social media, I can be skinnier, I can have more hair. I can have a thicker beard if I would like because a filter would allow that to be the case. But the reality is I don't have any hair, I don't have the, the thickest beard and I need, I need to lose about 20 pounds. Uh, but I believe that what we're finding in this space is because it's selfishness. At The Middle Ground, we teach men and women, mm-hmm. you can't be selfish. If you want a se- successful long-term relationship, you're going to have to be selfless duty honor and commitment are going to have to be key. Happiness is the outcome that you're looking for with the input of the three that we talked about. But until yeah. we as individuals decide to do the introspective work and determine who we are, what we want, what we qualify for, and for who, what we, who we qualify for wants for us, we have to make sure um, that we're doing that work or otherwise we'll never be able to look internally. We'll always look at the other people, that's the problem.
0: So Glenn, what type of work do you think that people need to do to be able to get to that place of being able to be uh, selfless inside a relationship?
1: Um, I will always say that most, most people all, especially in the West, have some sort of trauma. It, it, yes. it's, it's kind of a symptom of the luxury of being in a capitalistic society. I'm so sorry if people yeah. don't agree with that but those are the realities. So we've to uh, I'm with that you I'm
0: with you some... on that. I think, you know, that the bottom line issue is that we're all conditioned, we're conditioned by events that have happened to us, by role models we've had, by events that have happened to us and and by evolution of course as well. And uh, those events can cause trauma and they will show up in relationships. So I'm totally uh, on the side with you about that. So but please, you know, go on.
1: Yeah, so the, the the trauma piece is very important because let's let's eliminate one one or two groups, people mm-hmm. who have had a physical or a violent trauma or a past, whether through childhood, a, you know, adolescence, adult. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people who, when they're honest and when their friends are honest, you caused this by making bad choices, and that trauma led you down a path. Mm. When we talk about the first group. We understand that the first group needs love, they need grace, they need mercy, and then they need encouragement as they go through their recovery and therapy process. So that's where we're gonna love those people. But for the rest of us who have made poor decisions by going into debt, going into student loan debt, taking the wrong job, quitting the right job, breaking up with the good girl, choosing the bad boy, that is on us. And so I say in the middle ground in part one and in part two, Life is long and hard, Mm -hmm. especially when you make bad decisions because the bill always comes due and you have to be willing uh, to pay the price. And once you pay the price, you learn the lesson, never do it again, and then you can profit. Yes.
0: So coming back to when you do make a bad choice, then you've got to clean that bad choice up afterwards, right? There's all that work you've got to do after you've made that bad choice. And is that what the middle ground is about? Is that how you come back?
1: Yeah. Yeah part one of the middle ground is really about just understanding how we got here. It's a it's yeah. a three chapter short book. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and part of that is because the original book was 380 pages and no publisher and <laughs> was ever going to go to print that. So yeah. I decided to break it into small uh, bite-sized chunks that work well. But part one talks about uh, how we got here. It talks about how in the US specifically, there were choices that were made by the government for social engineering that Mm -hmm. led to the breakdown of the family which led to the breakdown of the community which led to the breakdown Mm -hmm. of cities which led to the breakdown and the lack of interest in long-term relationships Mm. then that created a symptom of what i call uh boys to high value men and girls to high value women there are basically six types of men and women that Mm -hmm. anyone will ever come into contact with and that is. Yeah. And that is because of what I talk about in chapter one, the societal changes that led to those decisions to be made.
0: So explain uh, the difference. So what is a high value man and a high value woman?
1: High value man and a high value woman is a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Because if you listen to everyone on social media, not your audience, not my audience, but everybody else, yep. they, they, they are told that they are high value and they make fifty thousand dollars a year working at Chick-fil-A, which is big here in the south, and yes. they you know they have you know good abs. That's not the case. High value status is really for a man about being obsessed with the outcome and the purpose. So high-value men are driven by a purpose. High-value men are not just $100,000, $200,000 earners. And Mm. I also take out the fame component, athletes, entertainers, preachers, and politicians, because their relationship outcome is is created different because of their fame. So when you look at here in the US, the average millionaire being married uh, is someone who has built a business over a 20 to 40 year period. Mm -hmm. And so that person is 100% dialed into making an opportunity and making a life for his wife, his children, Mm -hmm. uh, his community, and a long-term legacy that he can leave. He is of high character, high regard, high standing, and other high value men will see him as a peer and an equal where he is beneficial to that group or that parent or that wolf pack. Uh, high value men have to, and I've thrown up the threshold adjusted for income, uh, make over a five to 10 year period, uh, at least $12,000 uh, know, $12, a month because mm-hmm. that high earning status means that they know how to evaluate the market, uh, build, uh, find a need, build a service around that need and extract that value. <laughs> and that yep. is high value. A high-value woman is 100% dialed into making sure that her high-value man reaches his purpose. If I need to work, I will work. If I need to stay home, I will stay home. But what I will not do is settle for you being off your game. So everything that I do in the household as a high-value woman matches the same character regard, matches the same intensity. But I am making sure you are pushing towards your purpose. And your purpose is legacy and impacting our local community or the world. Yeah.
0: Well, again, I'm, I'm on board with you around that. Like what men, uh, as a difference between what men and women need, women um, have very different needs to men and men need um, support, need encouragement. And that's what you're saying. So I, I totally get that. But I can also see that, uh, you know, on social media particularly, uh, we're going to get accused of being very sexist here, you know, about this, uh, orientation but i see this as an evolutionary process that mm-hmm. you know men want to adopt standards men want to run up the top of hills set a flag up there and go these are my standards and live by those standards
1: mm-hmm.
0: so what do you mean by you know a woman can work or maybe she doesn't but she needs to like support her guy maybe go into that a little bit more and explain yeah, so let's
1: so as we've talked about high value, let's take that off the, the shelf mm-hmm. because I think the question is around a woman who needs to support her man because yeah. that'll be the sound bite, that'll get clipped, that's great. But that's not, that's not the message. Of the six types of women, we have girls, we have mm-hmm. city girls, mm-hmm. we have gals, we have females, and then mm-hmm. we have women. Women mm-hmm. are broken into traditional and modern. Mm-hmm. The women who will be upset by that statement are modern women city girls and females. Mm-hmm. Now I talk about the, the what those groups are in the book. Um, yes. And I've talked about it all over the internet over the yes. last year. Um, but basically a modern woman is someone who was going to want a 50-50 partnership. Social media will tell you that a modern woman is all these other things. But when you break down what a modern woman is, she is mm-hmm. not looking for tradition. She is not my grandmother or great grandmother. She's yes. not going to sit back, let you work, stay home and take care of the kids. She wants a partnership and she wants a partnership because she has her own career, her own education, her own house, her own car, her own status, her own friends, her own vacation plans. And she has, she has earned the right based on societal norms to live that way. She struggles when she tries to have a traditional man or high value man, because those two are very focused on and need a woman to subscribe to their program. So I say, modern women, if you're having a problem with what's being said about how value and traditional, you're modern, don't bother them. There are plenty of modern men who are looking for a 50-50 relationship on social media right now. So yeah. please focus on those men because they will give you a 50-50 partnership. You can have your money. He'll have his money. He'll bring something to the table. He won't expect you to bring everything to the table. And <coughs> you guys can build together. Yes.
0: Do those relationships work?
1: Yes, I'm in a modern relationship. Right. Right. So, I mean, I'm in a modern relationship and I believe the majority of relationships that we see today with two professionals would be classified as modern. We don't have the luxury in most instances because of lifestyle choices to be in a traditional situation. Most women cannot stay home and take care of 2.5 children. Financially, they just can't, even though they would like to.
0: Yes. So why should they focus on a high-value man then,
1: if we're talking about women? I don't think women should focus on a high-value man because a high-value man will never put a woman first. High-value right. men always put their purpose first and high-value women sign up for that. Right. I know that I will benefit from him focusing on his purpose. And after a while, when, as I've spoken to high-value men and high-value women, she's not interested in him ever going back. So he has to stay focused. He has to be on trips. He has to be building the business. He has to be bringing on new clients. He has to be maintaining those relationships. And then she will advise him when he needs to be home, when he needs to attend the family function, when the kid has a soccer game, I need you to do a pickup. I need you to do a drop-off. There's a parent-teacher conference. high value men are not disengaged and disconnected from the household, as most people think. They're actually more engaged than most men. It's because right. they, they are very intentional with their time because their time is limited. But okay. I tell women all the time, if you're looking for a high value man because you want resources, I say that that's gonna be the hardest way to get resources based on your modern bend. So since you're, you don't wanna adjust or put down your modern belief, get a modern man and a modern man and you can build And over a 40 year period, you'll have the same level of resources that will fit you and your family's lifestyle
0: and what are the other types of um females women you were talking women,
1: about? yeah so uh, traditional women most people it's, it's real simple you, you think of the 50s so you think of mom Sorry. she's at the home she's she's the homemaker she's the caretaker for the children uh she does not work full-time she allows her traditional man to go out and he's the provider the protector uh he professes his love and professes for his family and he's the priest in his home. He's the moral center and the moral guide and traditional wife or traditional mom takes care of and you know operates in his vision. She's the administrator. This right. group is where you see, where I talk about in the book, the leader and the helper thrive the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other group of women, so we have high value, we have traditional and modern, which we talked about would be females. Females are not yet women. Females are what we talked about in the beginning Uh, Women who are led by their emotions, overly led by those emotions. Women are emotional, and that's great because God created them that way. But being overly led and overly stimulated by your emotions leads to poor Mm decision-making. Females find themselves unable to move into modern or traditional roles because they can never overcome the emotional triggers that they have. This is why I tell this group, the females, to always get therapy. Therapy is going to benefit you for at least a two-year period to move you into the next uh, level. Gals would be uh, the next group. Gals, chicks would be just regular women who have nothing spectacular. They have no high level or highfalutin expectation. They're not looking for a luxury lifestyle. They're looking for something simple. The simplistic nature of this group eliminates them from most of the men most men want something exceptional or extraordinary. And unfortunately, this group of women don't have any interest in doing that. Um, so what we find is that most city boys, high value men and modern men have spent a lot of time with this group of women. And these women are always saying there are no good guys, no one, no one will pick me. And when you talk to them, it's like, okay, well, I think you're just kind of basic. Why don't you work on one, two, or three things over the next uh, 12 months and then see your results improve. I talk about that in the book. Then we have the loudest group, the City Girl. Are you familiar with the rap group, City Girls? No, no, I'm not. Okay, don't don't worry. I have a playlist and I have a reaction video that I did to a playlist that was sent to me by a friend. But the City Girls are uh, two young ladies out of Miami, Florida. Mm -hmm. And they are all about hair, makeup, Nails did, clothes, loud. Get, this is the getting the bag group. Yep. got it. Getting money and taking care of their children and taking care of their friends and taking care of their family is important to them. And nothing will get in the way of that. This is where we see on social media, the groups, the baddies, the boss chicks, the divas. Yep. This is where this group dwells. And they're the loudest because they're the most active, they're the most engaged, they're the most combative group that you're going to have of women. And they love a city boy who's just like them, or mm-hmm. they typically go with a male who is just as emotionally immature and emotionally unavailable as most city boys. And then you have girls. Girls are what we have. For those of us that have little girls as you know, that we're raising in our household, they're mm-hmm. emotional, they're loud, they're led by adolescent pursuits, they have no business in a relationship. And when you find a girl, you need to run quickly, unless you're a boy. And
0: so in terms of a toxic relationship, do any of those groups create more toxicity than others being together?
1: Yeah, and it's not what people think. It's not the like for like. At The Middle Ground, we believe the like for like is gonna lead you to the most long-term success. Mm -hmm. So we see that the toxicity can be between kind of three combinations and we talk about it in part 2. First mm-hmm. combination is going to be female and city boy. The city boy is fit, fun, charismatic. This is where you hear women say he has so much charisma, we have good mm-hmm. chemistry, I love our conversation, those are three Cs, and I really just enjoy being around him, but He can't commit to me. He won't commit to me. He's seeing these other girls. He cheats on me. I thought we were together, blah, blah, blah. He won't come see his kids. So female, emotional. She's doing well professionally. She's moved past a lot of the city tendencies, but she's still attracted to the city boy. That creates the toxicity. Then we have the male with the modern woman. Modern women find themselves in situationships. So this is where you find women who are doing well professionally, who are looking for 50-50 in partnership, but they end up getting with a male because males talk a good game. They sound like men, they walk like men, they look like men, they Mm -hmm. feel like men, they project like men, but they are not men. They don't have the ability to go to the market and build value for an organization or build value for a community. And because they cannot produce, that leads them emotionally stuck. And a modern woman needs a modern man to produce at the level she's at or higher. And males can never do that. So she, is, she spends three years, four years with this male, and this is where you hear the word level up. Yep, I need him to level up. He's never gonna level up, he's a male. You need a right. modern man. And then I guess the final group And this is actually weird and high value men hate this high value men and chicks or gals high value men will be with the chick or gal because she's easy. She is um, accessible and available and she is cooperative. So she will cooperate with him just because, and she's just happy to have him, but he never has any intention about having her long-term because he's waiting on his high value woman. Yes. So you see a lot of men who are on that, high, uh, on that high value status or on that trajectory get with these women. And this is where you see a lot of women broken.
0: I, I love it. I- so for the, for the girls and guys that are you know, listening to this, if you can define yourself within one of those groups, it becomes very clear where you need to move to and the work that you need to do to move out of that group into uh, a more mature uh, group, right?
1: Yeah. So our, our theory and our desire at the middle ground is for men and women to move into three levels. That's Mm -hmm. traditional, modern, or high value. And those are- Okay. And why, why
0: those levels
1: Glenn? Because those levels all have the emotional maturity in order to be selfless, sacrifice Mm -hmm. and invest in a relationship. Um, So it'll be a reciprocal relationship with those three, with one another.
0: Yeah. And what do you say to somebody who says like, I don't want a relationship. I'm really not interested.
1: Great. Choose and stay city and date city, be a gal and date a guy or be a male and date a female. Do not try to go to the next level and Uh get that opposite or that compatible person because you'll never be compatible. A high value man is never going to choose a female. A modern woman is never going to choose a city boy. So stay away from each other. If you don't want a relationship, make sure you pick the right type of person. I always Mm -hmm. say this. I say city boys and city girls, they're for the streets. Go be in the city together, be toxic together. But those city relationships, they're like 34 years together. They've been dating 20 and married 14. (laughs) those are great relationships go do that that works for everybody else your children will love it your friends will love it your other city friends will all be at the city wedding and it'll be a great day for the city
0: (laughs) what's what's the downside of doing that
1: the downside of staying single or just dating
0: no the downside in staying in those sorts of relationships
1: um, the downside for those relationships are not felt by everyone else. The downside of staying in that relationship, let's, let's say you're city, city for city. You're mm-hmm. never going to get past self. And what we typically look at a couple of things, yeah. I believe, in life that lead us to growth and maturity. It's typically through educational achievement, military or first responder work. I believe it is through career progression. I believe it is relationships that lead to marriage and children. So those Mm -hmm. are the five. With those five, if you don't get it anywhere else, you can still kind of be selfish. Mm. It can still kind of be about you. But I say to this to the men, you want to know that life's not about you, get married.
0: And I say (laughs) this to the women,
1: you want to know that life's not about you, get married, then have kids.
0: Yeah. Because
1: quickly you'll put those two things together and right. you'll see you'll see you like okay this is, i can't do that stuff anymore all right i can only do that stuff but i can't i can't i can't do it on tuesday and wednesday all right i can't do this stuff on the weekend because i have her i have a kids, and so i, I think the downside in general to staying as you know, a boy or a girl, which is just adolescent pursuits. We have a lot of that. We have too many mm-hmm. people who are still doing adolescent pursuits in their forties. That's where you hear women on social media saying, there are too many boys out here. They're absolutely right. Yep. Then you have city boys or city girls who are out here and they're just leaving a trail of bodies. Both the men and the, they've got a trail of bodies of people who thought the thing meant more than it actually did. Then guys and gals are just kind of hiding They're just they're they're kind of this is where you see men who will say, I haven't had a date in you know five years, women who say, I've not been in a relationship in 10 years. You have to get serious about developing yourself and becoming the best version because what's on the other side of that is so excellent and so great. And then for females and males, the emotional traumas and the emotional immaturity, if you've never overcome that stuff it will always lead you into this circular pattern of despair. I can't get ahead. I can't get promoted. can't get the job I want. I can't grow my client list. I don't feel, I can't lose weight. I don't have a great relationship with my mom or my dad. And because you haven't done the work, those four groups are seeing the same result over a 20, 30 year period.
0: Do you think it's trauma that we then create because of those experiences, being caught in the things you're talking about, do you think it's trauma that then projects us or motivates us to make those changes, to become more mature, to stop the pain? Do you think that's why we do it? Was that the case uh, for you?
1: No, for, for the people I've talked to, they haven't said that, but it's an interesting theory. So are you in the cycle because you're looking for the trauma to help propel you? Mm. Great. That could be toxic and so if that would kind of be the way that i would look at the toxic you know community right now when it comes to dating for both men and women you guys mm-hmm. are looking for what, what what we say here in the states you guys are looking for all the smoke you want all of the drama and you some of them live off the drama so that yeah. could definitely be the case but i believe that i i wouldn't want to live in a world and for those of us that are parents and, who, and the parents who are listening. You wouldn't want your child to continuously go through the same cycle of pain. I don't want my kid to fall down the stairs every weekend. Mm -hmm. I don't want my son in college to continue to fail Algebra 1. I want there to be an overcoming because that's what's building the character, builds the grit and leads you and propels you to the next destiny. You can't go to Algebra 2 or Cal 1 unless you pass Algebra 1. If you can't walk up and down the steps, you'll never be able to run consistently in life. And so I I think that it's our job for spaces such as yours, spaces such as ours with the middle ground, that we encourage people, men and women, to do the work internally so they can get to the destiny that I say and believe as a Christian, God has for them. And you'll Mm. never get to it staying in the position that you're in.
0: Yeah. What do you say to those that are out there dating and they're going through that cycle that you were talking about and they're trying to change, they're trying to pick different people, but they keep picking the same guy or gal. What do you say to them?
1: Just get off the dating apps and stop dating for a year. You're picking wrong. Your meter's off.
0: Right. And how do they so, correct that meta Glenn? How do they make that change across to be able to start selecting or drawing to them someone different?
1: I mean, that's great. This is where, you know, for, from a friend set group, you need to look at your accountability group. Who are mm-hmm. your friends and why are they letting you pick the same problems? I don't allow my friends to make the same mistake. If I've earned the right and I've asked for permission to give feedback, I don't let them make the same mistake. Right, And so- You have to be able to say, All right, women, because women love to do this. I keep getting the athletic real estate mogul who's building condos in South Florida or Chicago or Mm -hmm. Vegas. Why do I keep going after that guy? There are a bunch of reasons. I can quickly say the reasons are there's the excitement, the attractiveness, the availability, the sense of freedom and flexibility that he provides, and he looks good. So, You keep going after the same type and we all have types. So you you, you keep going after the same type. That type is not going to lead you. He's not going to be a father. He's not going to be a husband. He's not going to be committed. He's not going to profess, provide, protect and priest and profess in the home. So why are you (laughs) continuing to deal with this man? Yeah, well, because I, I, I like that type of man. A good girlfriend should be able to tell you, girl, you need to stop. You've been dating the same guy since high school a good guy friend should be a man. You need to stop dating uh, young women who are makeup artists or who are, mm-hmm. um, who are estheticians because you don't, they don't end well for you or you keep dating women who come from a certain background or a certain situation. Take some, and, and what I say is, and what I encourage, find some, find some situation or some coaching group like the Relationship Code or what mm-hmm. we do at the middle ground Submit yourself to it. And if you've seen this on social media, guys, disappear for six months. Yep. Get off social, get off the dating apps, get off of Netflix, Hulu, get off of 2K and Madden, you, mm-hmm. you city boys, um, and start actually doing the work. Start getting into meditation, devotional. Start getting into a support group and a function group. Join a networking organization with people who are more successful than you because Great they're teach you. And then yeah. once you look at the next six months, you're not going to go back to it because the people you'll be introduced to will start speaking different. Real estate developers who are doing things in Miami, Chicago, and Vegas speak a language. If that language is not what's leading you the relationship result, you might need to be talking to some accountants. You might need to be talking to some top sales reps. You might need to be talking to people who are in med school all people who are focused on their purpose, focused on their passion, focused on creating a long-term career legacy that will lead to a stable family. Sure. You're never going to do that by being on the apps. You're never going to be, do that. Insanity is what? Expecting uh, a different result by right. doing the <laughs> same thing yeah. over and over.
0: Yeah, yeah. So step number one is to have a look at what's happening to you. Step number two is to self-reflect. And step number three is to start surrounding yourself with people that are where you want to be. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And what do you say (laughs) to somebody
0: that's, um, you know, if he's a um, a city guy and he's married to a city girl, what happens
1: then? They need to stay together. They're happy. No, seriously. I mean, like, we, and what if, we're, what we're if one them
0: wants to change though Glenn? what if one of them wants to change? And
1: you both need to change. If, right. if, if we're pivoting to a, if we're pivoting to a marriage discussion, people who aren't married, let, let's give you part of the cheat code. When yeah. one person changes you better start changing too. There's always going to be and I believe the way marriage is intended in design as people evolve and people develop. Mm-hmm. it is important for the developer to not leave behind. Their spouse, and for the spouse to help understand and appreciate that development. So yeah. one of the so
0: it, one of the big questions, sorry, Glenn, but one of the big questions I get quite often is, yeah, look, uh, you know, I want to change, and I am changing. I'm doing all this work, and my partner's not. What do you say to people that uh, say that to you?
1: Um, if we're talking about from a, a marriage situation, marriage situation, yeah. I'm already going to say this, and everyone should know it in the comments go to counseling, couples counseling, (laughs) marriage counseling. Seriously. I mean, it's the best investment you're going to make for your marriage and your relationship because a certified licensed professional will be able to talk to you about that. If you don't want to do that because of the stigma, and I understand that, find someone who has a program centered around what you're looking to accomplish. I'm looking to I'm looking to join with completeness with my significant other. Finding a yes. married couple who has gone on that journey and allow them to mentor you and run you through a program. Yes,
0: even if even if their partner doesn't want to,
1: drag them on, along. Most people in therapy right now, most marriages. If you guys don't know this, one person is dragging the other one to therapy.
0: Yep, totally, totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Well, that's fascinating, Grant. I think it's a really great uh, structure you've got there that explains to people why they're attracted to what they're attracted to and how to get out of that cycle. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, mate, thank you so much uh, for being with me today. So how do people get in touch with you?
1: They get in touch with us through a number of ways. First, we have our website, themiddlegroundbook.com. There Uh you can join our community, sign up for our newsletter, and then you can access us on what I call the Core Four. We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, it is the middle ground book on three and on Instagram. It is middle ground book. Um, and there you can join our community. We're posting daily. Uh, we love to have people in the comments as well. Um, I also will keep uh, the, the audience uh, up to date with future podcasts, future, future speaking engagements and any live uh, events that we will be having in the area. So please go there, join us. And if you haven't purchased it, Purchase the book. It's available on Amazon. It's available on Audible and Kindle and also on Apple Books and Google Play Books.
0: Awesome. Glenn, thank you so much <clears throat> for joining me today and sharing your, your wisdom and your knowledge and experience. It's been great. Thank
1: you. It has been great. Thank you, Brad. And I'm really happy to the audience for sticking with us through this entire time. I hope uh, they can take something out of it and we keep the conversation going.
0: Awesome, man. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you.